This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. This week on Finding Your Bliss, we're talking about positivity and how we can become a positive person in order to live a more joyful and fulfilling life. As inspirational author Sharon Adler writes, when you are joyful, when you say yes to life and have fun and project positivity all around you, you become a sun in the center of every constellation and people just want to be near you. A couple weeks ago, I came across a video of actress Goldie Hawn rocking it out to an earth, wind and fire tune, wearing a black tank top and blue jeans and holding a small cappuccino in her hands and saying, morning. It was such a feel good video. And she so sunny and cheerful that I just had to post it on Instagram and it got thousands of views and gave me the idea to do this show today. The coolest thing is that Goldie Hawn is 73 years old and yet her whole vibe is much closer to a 25-year-old because of her incredible positivity. By the way, if you want to see that video, check out our Instagram at The Bliss Minute. It's about 14 rows down now. Goldie, we love you. On today's show, we have a life coach and television producer from ET Canada, Sharon Stokes, who's going to tell us all about how we can take steps to become a more positive person. But first, our guest, our first guest is definitely one of the most positive people I've ever come across. And she has created a movement followed by thousands and thousands of people called the Positive People Army. Her name is Heidi Allen, and she began her journey as a very successful wedding photographer and went on to own her own popular wedding gown shop, became the lifestyles editor for a popular wedding magazine, co-host for a morning <laughs> drive radio show. We were just talking about that before we started. And then for six seasons, Heidi hosted and planned lavish and outrageous weddings for the television show Rich Bride, Poor Bride. It wasn't long before Bell Media noticed Heidi Allen and offered her a producing role on the Marilyn Dennis show. And in this role, she's produced hundreds of fashion makeovers. And I can tell she's dressed so beautifully today, as well as producing high profile celebrities like Harry Connick Jr., Dan Aykroyd, Kim Cattrall, and Molly Ringwald. While working on the show, this television show, she realized she was meant to motivate and inspire people on a larger level. The positive people this army movement began, and it consists of thousands of people who support, share, and spread her positive message. Heidi also shares her positive mission through speaking engagements, live videos, and her own stories featured on her online Positive People Army blog. She finally decided to tap into her true calling and spread joy and positivity to everyone. She has contributed to four Chicken Soup for the Soul books, and the most recent one is here. It's called Believe in Miracles, 101 Stories of Hope, Answered Prayers, and Divine Intervention. Love that. And of course, she is the author of her own incredibly inspirational book called Stories. 
finding your wings. And it's quite wonderful and so uplifting and so terrific. We're going to get into that very, very shortly. Heidi Allen is here with us today. If you want to speak to either of our guests, to Heidi Allen or to Sharon Stokes, if you have any questions for them on how to become more positive, give us a call at 416-360-0740 or one 866 740 Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. It's, just... it's really great to be here. You know, it's so, it's very surreal to hear your life kind of put in, you know, a few sentences like that, what you've done, because it, you know, it feels like a lifetime ago, some of those things that I've done. It really does. And to have it all sort of together, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's like, wow. wow, did I actually do all of that? <laughs> I, that that's what it kind of feels like. Did I do that? <laughs> I love the Mark Twain quote, Heidi, that you use to open your book, Stories, colon, Finding Your Wings, which is the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Why is that quote so significant for you? I think it's so significant for me because... Like I know for myself, the day I was born, and especially when I I started to kind of have more of an awareness that I you know was walking around, I had a human being, I had thoughts, I was doing all of that. <laughs> I I literally said out loud as a very very young child, I'm going to do something really big, really massive. And my parents used to just pat me on the head. You know, of course you are. Yes, you're going to be phenomenal. You know, that's what parents that's do, what parents right? do. But for me, it was very much, I was, I was really trying to discover that why. And if you just kind of even go through everything, like I've just taken one step to another to another, always in search of yes. what that why was. And I just, I wouldn't give up. So for me, it's incredibly important important because it's been my entire journey to find it. And you always were an optimistic person growing up with big dreams and the need to make a huge difference. Where do you think this overwhelming force and drive came from? You had it from a very young age, but it was always mixed with a lot of optimism and sunniness. Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing you here, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> and you, you are like, and just for those when it, when it becomes a podcast, you can't see her. Heidi is, has beautiful blonde hair and she just ha- she's very lit up. You're a very mm. lit up person. Thank you. Where Thank do you, you think it originated from? Yeah, I really wish I could say. I, I, I honestly do. It's something I don't remember not having it. So it just existed. I always, I always saw the fun in everything. And if something wasn't fun, I would then go find it. The, the awareness of any moment that I was bored or I was too much in my comfort zone or, you know, like I say to my husband all the time, he hates this about me. But anytime <laughs> I always say like, you know, listen, sweetheart, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. We've got <laughs> move. And he's like, can't we just stay in one place for five minutes? You know, but I'm, I'm just constantly moving and I'm constantly wanting to grow. And I think it's just a, it's just a drive and ambition. I think some of us have it inside of us. Yes. Some of us are looking for it. Um, for me, that fire always existed in, yes. in everything I've ever done. My, one of my favorite stories, and we talked about this before the show, is how you composed a letter to Oprah for a job as a television tele, television producer, and it's after you had spent years as a television producer, so you were mm-hmm. very qualified. You would have gotten it. Everyone knew that, but you never sent the letter. What went through your mind in that split second and made you want to make a complete transformation? 
it's um it's quite it's quite amazing actually because my entire life um as you can see from pretty much you know all the credentials you just said that I've done <laughs> um I I I've always been moving I've always been going to the next you know leaving one room to go to the next room and I when I was at Maryland I I I discovered that you know I wanted bigger I wanted better I wanted I wanted to be working for a woman that was making the most massive difference not just a difference the most massive difference in the world. So I knew where I was going. So I, I typed up the letter. Listen, it took me like a week. It took me a week <laughs> to imagine. even like write this cover letter, but I knew where I was going. Yes. That's the thing. I've always known where I was going. And so I, I wrote it out and then I printed it. And for the very first time in my life, I hesitated. <laughs> And Judy, I've never hesitated before. I've never hesitated. Whenever I've made a decision, I've always gone through with it. And I hesitated and I didn't know why I was hesitating. And it took me a couple of days to ask myself, get to a place where I asked myself two questions. Hmm. And I knew I had to because I had to figure out what is this feeling? I've never had this weird feeling before. Like my intuition was, it felt going in the wrong direction, you know? And so I asked myself two questions. First question I asked myself was, was this feeling, this uneasiness that I'm having because I didn't think I could get the job? Mm-hmm. And I so I sat with that and I was like, hell no. I can like, do it. <laughs> anything I have ever set my mind to, I have done. That yes. like, You're I, a very confident very, person. You know, you, sometimes it's too much. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've always had that confidence in myself that I'll figure out how to get there. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, that's not it. And then I had to ask myself the second question, and it was hard to even ask it. Mm. And I asked myself, do I want the job? Mm -hmm. And I realized in that moment, I didn't. I didn't want the job. I couldn't tell you why. I just knew that I didn't want it. In my gut, every my entire being felt, I do not want the job. But the problem with someone like myself, who's a bit of a type A personality on crack, (laughs) it's like, you know, all of a sudden, like I said, I've always known the direction I was going to go in. And now I discovered I didn't want this job. Then what did I what want? Did you want? I knew I didn't want to stay where I was. I knew where I didn't want to go. Right. But then what? And then there was a seven-month period of limbo, which is the hardest yes. thing for someone like yes. you, a go-getter. Oh, it was a complete breakdown. Complete yeah. breakdown depression for seven months. Seven months. And something happened to change all this. There was an angel in your midst, and there always yes. is one, right? And we yes. always have to believe that there is mm-hmm. one. And that angel came and challenged you in a very big way. How so? Yes, this was an angel, a mentor friend of mine. I'd known for a very long time and I hadn't seen her in quite a long time. And she just, yes, and I say angel because she just appeared back in my life at exactly when I needed an angel. Yes. And she was the one who, um, like, she made me go see her. Like, it was like, you have no choice. You're coming to see me. And I didn't want to. I was in a really bad shape. And I went to see her. And the moment she saw me, she knew something was wrong. And I broke down crying. And then for three Three hours, I didn't stop crying, and I told her everything. And when I when I finally finished, and I said to her, "You have to help me," and she said, "No, Heidi, it's I don't have to help you. You have to help you, but I am going to give you some direction." 
And what I want you to do is I want you to start meeting with yourself Mm. once a week. Meeting with yourself. Have a meeting. Go get to know yourself again. She said, I have watched you Mm. take the most incredible journeys over the years that I have known you from careers to relationships to whatever it is. And you've been searching for this grand thing that you're going to make this big difference. But sweetheart, the only place you never looked was inside yourself. And so I started. I started. It was every Wednesday at five o'clock. It was like an artist date. Did yep, she an call artist it date? No, like Julia she didn't Cameron? call it that. She, she didn't call it she, that, but I do know that's what it is. Oh, so but cool. she she just told me to have this meeting and I and I would I'd I'd go to this little bar on the Danforth here in Toronto called Local Seventeen Ninety Four. Oh, I love it. And I was just that crazy lady that sat at the bar at five o'clock and I'd have a glass of wine and I would write and I would cry and I would write and I would cry because it was brutal. Wow. It was it was torturous to do these meetings. And they probably thought, like, who is this crazy lady that keeps coming in here crying every Wednesday at five? You know, but uh, it was a journey that I had to take, and I and I wouldn't give up on the journey. Like, I just I wouldn't. And as hard as it was, and in the beginning it was too hard to go into that emotional side. Like I said, it was like torture. And so then I started to, and again, because I'm that type A personality, I decided that the right brain wasn't allowed to have any control over this anymore. And I was only letting the left brain. So it was like, you know, I I, I say in the book, <laughs> it was a left brain party that even the right brain liked because it was so organized. It was so good. It was to-do lists and likes and dislikes and goals. And it was all wow. of those things. It was the only way I could keep myself on track. I, I would still slip and have really emotional meetings sometimes because yes. all this stuff had to come out, right? And as it was coming out, did you feel a sense of relief? Did you start to feel that glimmer of hope again and optimism and and happiness start to sort of glimmer through? What started to happen that I thought was the most incredible part is um, in the beginning, I was just journaling and I was just getting out all of the darkness that was inside of me mm-hmm. that I needed to release. And yes. there was a, a, a feeling of release that was happening. But for me, what started to happen was I, I, memory started jumping forward from my past and I started writing these stories and I started writing these stories. What I was doing and what I, what I started to discover is I started to discover there was a pattern here. Yes. A pattern in that I was writing them to understand the lessons that I had learned in all of these moments in my life and what they meant. I was, I was connecting the dots wow. is what I was doing. And so what was happening is, is I was discovering who I was, but it was helping me discover who I am so that I could figure out who I'm supposed to be. And so all of a sudden, like these Dots, you know, you know, when you do a connect yes. the dots yes. like a kid in the beginning, you, you don't know what it is. It's just a whole bunch of dots on the yes. paper. Yes. But then you put one There's to two form. Starts and you to put form. two to three and you put three to four and all of a sudden an image starts to what be was, created. What was the image that started to appear? The image was me. The yeah. image was me. And, and the image was that I was supposed to just lean so far into that vulnerability of me. And when I leaned into that vulnerability, all of a sudden, it's like now around me, signs started to show up. Signs, moments, experiences, conversations, they all just started to unfold in front of me. And each one of them was now 
guiding me as to what it is I was supposed to do next. And what, we were, and what you were supposed to do was so exciting. And we're going to go to a short break, a short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what it was. And we're also going to find out one of my favorite stories in the book about your epiphany, your absolute eureka moment where you said, this is it. My life is going to change. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're talking all about positivity with Heidi Allen, the founder and president of Positive People Army, and the book, the new book that she has just written and authored, Stories, Finding Your Wings. And it is a beautiful book. And just before the break, we were getting to, <laughs> to the kicker. And there was a, a very pivotal moment and one of the most beautiful stories in your book, Stories Finding Your Wings, and at, is, is the story that happened, I believe, in a jazz bar. That's one of your favorite places to listen to music. It happened with a bartender. Your shift happened during an experience and you talk about the experience and that particular story is called A Simple Gesture. And mm-hmm. I love this story, guys. Mm-hmm. You have to Thank read this. You. Can Thank you tell you. us about it? So as I was going through this breakdown and really trying to discover what it what it is that I was supposed to do with the rest of my life, um, like I said, signs and symbols and experiences started to happen. So crazy, crazy thing. Two years before this moment happened, my husband and I were out at this jazz bar. We don't frequent it that often, but like, you know, every once in a while in the winter months, we go, we listen to afternoon jazz on a Saturday. We happen to find out that the bartender, who's also the manager, it was his birthday just recently. And for no other reason, there was no reason my husband put it in his calendar. So now flash forward to I'm going through a breakdown. I'm totally depressed. And my husband's doing everything he can. That's what our husbands, our partners do. They just want to lift us up. They want to make us feel better. So what pops up on his calendar for that particular Saturday was Musad's birthday, the bartender, the manager. Just And so Mike said, you know what? It's his birthday. We should go out, go listen to some jazz. You know what? That's just going to make you feel good. And so I was like, you know what? Yes. Like, you know, even I understanding what I was going through, I'm like, he he needs to do this even for me, right? So we went out, we enjoyed an afternoon of jazz and and I watched the manager, you know, he's serving what busy. feels like hundreds of people, busy. Some people are rude. Some people are nice. It's Toronto. It's a big city. You know, this happens, right? And so the jazz afternoon ends and Musad comes over to us and he says, hey guys, would you like your bill? And I said, actually, Musad, we don't yet. I said, um, we're actually here today because we're here to celebrate your birthday. We're here to wish you happy birthday. And we just wanted to buy you a drink. I know, you know, things are wrapping up here. We just want to buy you a drink and, and cheers you today. Oh my goodness. What I saw happen in front of me was one of the most incredible moments I had 
ever seen. Like even to this day, I still get very emotional. I watched in front of me a human being who was just having a regular day turn into the most uplifted, happy, joyous. Like he, it was like he grew five feet, yes. you know, his whole aura shifted. Yes. And I watched, it was like, and he looked at me and he's like, are you kidding me? Like you people hardly know me. Not even half my family remembered my birthday. And now I watched him like pretty much <laughs> skipping behind the bar. Like, and I sat there in such awe. Like, I can't even describe to you the awe that I felt of what just exchanged and what just happened. And I looked at my husband and I said to him, (laughs) this is it. This. I'm supposed to do this. And my husband says to me, you're supposed to run around wishing people happy birthday. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, funny guy. I said, no, Mike, no, no. This. This feeling. This exchange. This acknowledging people, seeing people, hearing people, kindness. I'm supposed to do this. And he says to me, well, what the heck does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what this means. But I just know it's, it's, it's this. This is, I feel like this is that moment in my life that I'm supposed to really pay attention because now they're, now they're really guiding me. Now the universe is guiding me in energy and feelings, right? It all made, it all started to make sense. Yeah. And, and you started writing out your own stories mm-hmm. and you say you kept the blog up at first just to keep yourself focused. And it was mm-hmm. so insane because thousands and thousands of people found your blog. Your inbox started filling up and people kept saying, I feel these are my words. This is my journey too. Mm-hmm. And what happened? You didn't know what to do with all these people. I didn't you, know what you to said do your with husband, all these What do I, what do, I do, <laughs> these God, yeah, I like, this. like I, I honestly started the blog only to hold myself accountable to keep the journey going. Because I, I, again, type A, I put myself on a schedule and I just, I wanted to make sure the journey continued. And yeah, the, like I inundated my inbox with people from all over the world. Wow. And I ended up going out with a girlfriend. Again, you know, it's like these people, these conversations just come yes. into your life. And I went out with a girlfriend and she brought up, you know, your blog has become one of my favorite things to read. And so I then, you know, shared with her this dilemma that I had, which was all these people sending me messages (laughs) and wanting the answers for me. And I have to tell you, Judy, I didn't have the answers. I didn't have the answers. I was looking for the answers. And I said to her, you know, I just wish I had a place. I wish I had a place that all these people could talk to each other. I wish that existed. So they (laughs) they could feel like I feel right now. Like, I don't feel alone in what I'm going through. We're all together. And you you asked, is there a forum? (laughs) I I literally said to her, like, should, like, are forums still a thing? And your listeners will know what that means. But young people are like, what's a forum? Um, I I asked her that. And she said to me, oh, my gosh, Heidi, stop being so ridiculous. Go start a Facebook group. And I was like, what the heck's a Facebook group? I didn't, like, honestly, I had a profile. I knew what a page was. I knew that had started. I had no idea what a Facebook group was. I'm like, are you kidding me? And so I'm like, is this hard? She's like, Heidi, create group, name it. Ta-da, you're a group owner. I was like, okay, I can figure this out. So I started this group and I called it the Positive People Army. All of them, it was an army that came. It was an army that came. And you didn't sound like somebody who was standing at the top of the mountain. Like no. you, know, you were vulnerable. You mm-hmm. were human. You were authentic. Mm-hmm. You were very vulnerable. 
mm-hmm. you really talked about your journey. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an, an idea of how, like, how you would have a theme every day, a different theme? Mm-hmm. Give us an example of what that would look like. Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I didn't know how to do any of this. Like literally I would do live videos, like driving into work, holding it with my, <laughs> my the phone with my hand. It was all jumping so all busy. over the place. Like you... I was so busy. Like I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I was just sharing and being vulnerable. And, you know, I, I would have days where I'd be like, you know, anything that was happening, the journey that I was going on, the positive people army took the journey with me yeah. because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And so I was like, you know, I, I'm really like, guys, I'm implementing gratitude into my life and this is how I'm doing it. This right. is what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing, but this is working for me. Give yes. it a shot. So you know? good. And, and so, or I like, heard a any- great story about positivity or I exactly. heard a great story about putting exactly. love in your heart. Yes. And or then- how to find more confidence. I literally told people, you want to find more confidence? Go clean your closet out. Go clean your cupboards out. Because how <laughs> right. do you feel when you do that? Like, oh. I was like, that's how I, like, if I want to build my confidence, I literally clean my kitchen cupboards. You oh. feel like a million oh, bucks. the best. Right? So oh. I was just, I was just sharing my life. <laughs> and then that glass of wine you have after you do it. Yeah. Food up is even better. <laughs> so, what do you to what do you attribute the overwhelming reaction to this Facebook group? Because it was crazy. Oh, uh, twenty four hours of posting the group and twelve hundred people joined it. Like it, it wow. was nuts. Like wow. it was nuts what happened. And I and I knew right then that something magical and something a lot bigger than me was occurring. Yes. And and I honestly feel it grew so fast. One because I wasn't the owner of it. Yeah, I founded it, but I was one of thousands of people yes. in there. I I didn't I didn't. I, I I gifted it to everyone. It was like, wow. we're an army. We are a collective. That means all of us have a say. Fabulous. All of us have an intention of what we want this to be. And the group has been the most incredible positive group. I had Facebook send me gifts once because they said the engagement in your group is higher than the engagement in hundreds of thousands that oh, they have in a group. And and why is it so darn positive? You know, and I'm like, so great. I set an intention. I don't have a lot of rules. I set an intention just to be positive. And I think just that vulnerability and just being able to share and and let people know that it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to have a good day. It's yes. okay to have a phenomenal day. It's okay to have success. It's okay to fall down. Like, yes. and we're all here. And I've never seen anything exist. There are people that'll come into the group and they'll say, you know, I'm, hey, you know, PPA, I'm having the worst day ever. Anyone got some advice of what I could do? And like hundreds of people from all over the, the world. world will comment with Ugh. advice and links or a meme to make them laugh or like, Whatever it is, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's but I beautiful. Think, I think you were a light to so many people. You were a place to share and bring positivity and support. And I think they felt it was a safe place. Mm-hmm. And you and and you could also put them in the hands of people that could help them. You say yes. so. Yes. It wasn't it, it wasn't all on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And you mm-hmm. are such a positive person. So it's like <laughs> you wouldn't want to go to a hunchback chiropractor. I'll help you. Right? You want. <laughs> You want exactly. to go to the person that exactly. is the positive, you know, Goldie mm-hmm. Hawn, angelic, you know, I'm going to say, now I'm going to say hi, <laughs> Alan, I'm going to change, I'm going to change it. So I love when we talked before the show and I mm. asked you how the book came to be. And, and of course I said, you know, was it self-published or, you know, did you pound the pavement like Jack Canfield talks about the 143 rejections before mm-hmm. Chicken Soup got, got published for the first time. <laughs> and... Once again, folks, you're going to love this because <laughs> there was no self-publishing. Nope. And there nope. was no pounding. Nope. What happened? Um, a publisher chased me. 
she, she, I, and I had no idea. I, I, sometimes, you know, I, I laugh. I say, you know, I'm, I'm just the most naive and vulnerable person that exists. And, and sometimes I am because, um, I, I, I had no intention of writing a book. Listen, I had no intention to do any of this. You know, it happened to me. And, and, and I had this, you know, amazing publisher. Thank goodness she didn't give up. But what ended up happening is someone invited her into the Positive People Army group. <laughs> and she loves positivity. She's a publisher that pu- publishes a lot of self-help books, wow. books that are very much in this genre. And so she'd been invited into the group. And she's enjoying it. And one day, I just happened to share one of my stories from the blog. I shared it in the group. Uh-huh. You know, I, I someone had brought something up, and I said, you know, it really made it reminded me of the story that I wrote. So I'm sharing it with all of you. So this publisher went to the blog, and because <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, this story is incredible. <laughs> and so she went to the blog, and she started reading one story after another. <sighs> and then she reached out to me, and she's like, hey, like you know, I'm I'm a book publisher. You know, can I talk to you? <laughs> and I really didn't want to self-publish, so that's what I thought it was. So I was like, you know, I'm all good. Great to connect. Enjoy the PBA. And I put her off and I put her on. And she kept like, Heidi, could we please have a conversation? So wow. finally, I got on the phone one day and I said, listen, you know, like I, you know, I, it's so great to meet you. Great to chat with you. But, I, you know, I just want to, you know, let you know, I really know interest in self-publishing. If that's, you know, what your pitch is, whatever it is you're doing. And she said, um. Um, yeah, I have no interest in it either. I'm a real publisher. We want to wow. publish your book. And I was Isn't like, what? So- I'm like, I can't write a book. And she's like, nope, I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> Isn't that so No, it was nuts. It and was nuts. she let you be free. Oh, she let you yes. be creative. There weren't yeah. a lot of restrictions. No. So you mm-hmm. really got to make it into the creation that you wanted it mm-hmm. to be, which is... Oh, the journey she allowed me to go on to do this book was phenomenal because, like, listen, I'd never set out to write a book. I had no intention of it. So I, I didn't know what book I did want to write. I knew that what I, what I, enjoyed was writing my stories, but my stories all have a lesson in them. And so she let me do that. But then she even let me discover how to, how to be, because what I found out was when people read my stories, it takes them back to their own memory. It takes them back to their own memory and they discover the lessons maybe they, that they didn't notice that were in yes. that moment. Yes. And so in the book, after each story are questions to really help people find their own wings, the questions lets them go back and find those lessons in what they were in their own lives. And yes. honestly, I can't believe the, the people that have read my book that have, have reached out to me, it blows my mind, and the journeys they have gone through and the things they've discovered about themselves, yes. you yes. know, has just been awe-inspiring for me. <laughs> you know, when I was working on the show and I was talking to Phyllis, the producer, about it, and we were talking about how positivity is not necessarily something you're born with, although I think you were. <laughs> <laughs> but it is something you can learn. How important is shifting our thoughts or perspective in order to lead a positive life? How do we learn to become a more positive person if someone isn't naturally born that way? Um, listen, it's a choice. All it is, is, is a choice that you make every single day. Um, you know, you can get up every single day and you can say it's the worst day of my life, or you can get up every single day and say it's the best. It is your choice. But the easiest thing, this is probably the number one question that I get. Mm -hmm. How do you become more positive? How can you start to shift yourself? Yes. And there's really only one answer. At least there's only one answer from me. Yes. Um, 
gratitude. Yes. When you bring gratitude into your life and you start shifting yourself into a place of gratitude, that you start, you just start seeing it in everything. And, you know, a lot of times they're like, yes, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful to have my job. I'm so grateful. And they think of these big, grand things that they have in their life. And I'm like, no, 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 honey. Take it a step back. Take it a step back. Let's, let's, let's make it simple. Let's start easy. Yes. When you get up in the morning and you take that first breath, oh, I'm so grateful it's the morning. <laughs> you make that cup of coffee. If that's one of the first things you do, it is for me. Oh, I'm so grateful for this coffee. It just tastes good. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. oh, I'm so grateful I'm having a good hair day today. You know, like whatever it is, find the really simple things. Like when yes. you open your closet, instead of going, oh my God, what am I going to wear? I want you to say, I am so grateful. I have this many clothes in my closet to choose from. See, when you just start shifting, slight shift, slight shift can that's make all it. the difference. Of- it, cha- it shifts your energy. They've done experiments awesome. on it. They've done experiments that even if you did this, the simplest thing over an eight-week period, yes. did you know your happiness will increase by 10%? Yes. 100%. 10%. Do it for 52 weeks of the year. Imagine where you'll be then. <laughs> Imagine how much happiness you'll have in your life from just gratitude. We could probably talk for two hours. <laughs> yes. have, it could be a mini series. We have to have you back again for sure. This has been so delightful. You'll stay with us. I, I hope mm-hmm. we're going to go to a short commercial break. And when we come back, we will be joined by a life coach who is also a producer for Entertainment Tonight, ET Canada. And she will tell us how we can become happier and more positive. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. joined by life coach and producer for ET Canada, Sharon Stokes. Sharon Stokes is a certified life coach and producer who studied at the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. She also worked as a coach at with relationship icon Matthew Hussey at his five-day lifestyle retreats where she had the opportunity to help transform the lives of countless women and became voted as one of the top trainers. As well, Sharon is the creator of The Life Map and the Year of Me program. She is also a writer and expert who's been featured in the Huffington Post, Bustle, Eat This, Not That, Fashion Magazine, and various television and radio shows. Sharon worked for 10 years as a certified fitness instructor, and through this work, she was able to create lasting connections with her clients and inspire them to live healthy and happy lives. She has also worked in the media for over 10 years as a segment producer. This is where you guys met (laughs) on CTV's ET talk in the Marilyn Dennis show. Through her media career, she has had the opportunity to interview A-list celebrities and coach lifestyle experts to peak performance levels for television. She has the ability to problem solve quickly, 
communicate with many different personality types, and can adapt easily to change. Sharon currently resides in Toronto with her little dog, Lucy. Hello, Lucy. Lucy, (laughs) Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Oh, thank you for having me. Like Heidi said, it's so weird to hear all of that. It's just like spoken. In the green room, we talked about someone who, to me, is one of the most positive people. Now I know a few. I know Goldie Hawn, and, I, and we've got we've got Heidi, and we've got uh, and we've got you as well, of course, Sharon. Um, and that person is Oprah Winfrey. Mm. And I was so excited to hear that not only did you meet her, wow, but you actually produced her in Montreal at the Path Made Clear conference. And I just would love to hear what you thought of her and what that was like. Oh my gosh, that was like my (laughs) highlight of life moment. (laughs) She is someone that I've looked up to for years and that was like a dream come true for me. Uh, So yeah, so myself and Cheryl Hickey, who's the host of ET Canada, we flew out there uh, to interview Oprah. So I had the opportunity to, you know, do the research to the questions um we had five minutes with her and she honestly who you imagine oprah to be is who she is she's so authentic when she spoke with us it's like nothing else and no one else existed she was so present in the moment um she made an effort to make sure she gave each outlet a different answer to the questions so she was really mindful in the way that she was answering her questions as well um and what did she wear i love that that was she was wearing so it was right um after the raptors had won the game before they won the championships and she was wearing a raptors jersey so she's cool yeah she really wanted to represent canada which is awesome but the highlight for me the producer was one of the questions was asked by Cheryl and she said that's a great question and I was like yes that was my question that's so great anyway she's so pretty when this becomes a when this becomes a podcast you're not you're seeing her now so you know Aww. but she could be really a, a, the host of her own show as well mm-hmm. she's so gorgeous you're so sweet uh, Sharon what led you to become a life fulfillment coach and what do you love about your work mm, great question I feel as though the coaching aspect has always been a part of me. When I was really young, 13 years old, 14 years old, I did a lot of journaling, a lot of self-reflection. At 13 years old, I was writing the question, asking myself, what is my purpose here on this earth? Pretty cool. 13. (laughs) And I was like, do other people ask themselves this question at that age? I don't know. Um, So I feel like I've always been one to analyze situations and people and try to understand the way people think. And that's always been a part of who I am. I just didn't know what I could do with that as I move forward in life. I just thought it was something unique to myself. Uh, And then when I was actually working as a producer on the Marilyn Dennis show, I produced a segment with dating coach uh, Matthew Hussey, who you mentioned. And I worked with him a few times and he invited me to one of his seminars that he was doing in Toronto. And I went and as soon as I walked into the room, I felt this incredible energy. I saw how everyone was responding to him, him there up on stage. Wow. He's so cute. eh? He's very cute. And that that English accent, you know, um, doesn't hurt. But I had that epiphany moment of this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is where I belong. And as soon as I have an idea, it's like that. I I switch. It's like, okay, that's where my focus is. That's where I'm going. Come on, let's get a move on. Uh, So I went and actually worked as a coach at his retreats and then fell in love with it even more that I went on to then uh, sign up for a program and become a certified coach. So it was was a quick journey in a lot of ways. As soon as you kind of have that aha moment and you know what it is you want to be doing, you, you just, at least for me anyways, I just run with it. It. Absolutely. You, but you both have that very much in common. Is there is an A-type <laughs> This is why you're so simpatico. 
I love the tagline on your website, the journey back will lead you forward. Can you explain what you mean by this? Mm -hmm. So that's the tagline to my program, uh, the life map in which I created. And the way in which that program works is fundamentally, I think it's so important to understand who you are, where you come from, to be able to work through a lot of your belief systems and things that might be holding you back to then help you to move forward in terms of who you want to be and what you want to be doing in life. And so the program's really, really cool in a way that I created the Life Map Guide, which is a bunch of different metaphors. You're kind of going on this this road trip for your life. So you're going to figure out who your passengers are, who your navigators are, the backseat drivers in your life. (laughs) You know, when you hit a a roadblock, a fork in the road, when your gas light comes on, how to refuel your tank. So it's using that language and kind of being able to label certain situations that have happened and events in your life and give it kind of a a label and a name. So then you can work through it and understand what that time in your life really represented and to ask yourself, okay, what did I learn from that? Who was I during that time? What do I want to change in my life? And you can let go of so many limiting beliefs that have been keeping you small and keeping you so from being powerful able to move forward. So powerful because metaphors are so powerful because they can say sometimes mm-hmm. what we can't say mm-hmm. and to have so many of them in that car. Like that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to be a long road trip, but it's going to be a good one. I promise. <laughs> Our show's theme today is positivity. What do you say to those who might be struggling with issues such as financial burdens or job loss, relationship issues, illness, separation, divorce, and who aren't feeling positive right now and want to be, Mm -hmm. but don't know where to begin? Mm -hmm. It can be tough sometimes. I mean, we all go through hardships and struggles and we deal with loss and grief and and we don't always have the answer. We don't know what's next. And so when you don't have those external uh, means or ways of fixing a problem, it all comes into yourself and your mindset and being able to really shift the way you're looking at a situation. Um, Heidi mentioned gratitude, which I agree with, which is huge. Yes. Uh, for me, I'm all about helping people shift their perspectives because I feel as though you can see something a certain way and it's really hard to see anything any other way. You're just exactly. like, it's that way. And that's the only way I see it. That's the only way it is. But it's important for you to take a step back and say, okay, how can I look at this as a learning opportunity? How can I look at this as something that I can, I can change and look at differently so I can feel better about it? Yes. So it's really about the mindset. It really is. And shifting so your perspective. It's so true. It almost reminds me of the actor who goes on stage and is feeling those butterflies. Mm. And instead of calling it stage fright, if you call it excitement and anticipation, yes. mm-hmm. can't yes. wait to get out there on stage and do my thing. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same physiological feeling, right? Reac- state, but you're shifting it slightly and making it into a positive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Totally. I, I, also, can, I also love the saying, the, the mantra, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. So, yes. you know, this isn't happening to you. Look at this as an opportunity. It's happening for you. Maybe it's happening for a reason. You don't know what that is yet or what that looks like yet, but just have faith and understand that there's a bigger meaning and reason behind it. Absolutely. You wrote a blog post called Three Ways to Feel Positive, and you stated they were one, shift your perspective, which Mm -hmm. you've just talked about, two, create positive mantras, and three, be grateful. Can you explain? We've talked about gratitude a little and about the shifting the perspective, but what would be a positive mantra? I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one I just said definitely where it's not happening to me, it's happening for me is one of my favorites. Um, but I think too, it has to be something that relates to you. I, I can't really give you a list of the ones, right. but I think just something that helps you feel more confident, helps you feel as though you can conquer the world, um, helps you feel like 
like if there's something that you're anticipating, ask yourself, okay, what's something I can say to myself that's going to help me to break through that barrier? What's going to help me to get to that next point? Right. You worked as a fitness instructor for 10 Mm -hmm. years, Sharon. And why do you think it's so important to stay in shape? And how does it relate to achieving a positive outlook? Yeah, for me, fitness is is huge. Even though I'm not an active fitness instructor right now, I'm still working out five to six days a week. And for me, it's just... It's like a drug. (laughs) It gives me this energy. It makes me feel alive. It's also a way for me to just get out of my head. I'm in my head so much. At work, yeah. Of course. (laughs) All the time. Life. And it allows me that space to just be able to focus on me, my body, my health. Um, And yeah, it's just like a big stress relief for me. Do you work out first thing in the morning before work? I'm so not a morning workout person. <laughs> um, I try to go at lunch if I can. Uh, if not, I'll go right after work. Right after work. Yeah. That's or weekends Six days in the a week. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I an hour a day? An hour a day? Hour a day, yeah. I love the classes. I'm a big class person. Oh, that, are you a spinner? I'm not a spinner. Not a spinner. No. Okay. Do you do hot yoga? I love hot yoga. Me too. That's so <laughs> <Yeah>. good. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Both you and Heidi Allen talk about the importance of journaling. And I, I'm very excited because mm-hmm. we're having um, Julia Cameron, I was mentioning this to you, mm-hmm. Heidi, coming on the show, the seminal writer on creativity who wrote The Artist's Way, coming on in February. Uh, why is journaling so important to you both? And how can it help us feel more positive and gain clarity? Mm-hmm. So... um so I hosted a couple of retreats in Costa Rica. And one of the things that we did every morning on that retreat was we called it a daily dump. <laughs> so so we, good. That's we, so good. <laughs> we had our daily dump, but it was dumping out everything that was just in our head that was taking up so much unneeded space. Right. So it's that opportunity just to get it all out on paper. And I feel when you do that, you feel so much lighter inside. You realize that a lot of the thoughts and a lot of the things that are in your head aren't that important. And once you see it on paper, you realize that and you're able to let it go and just create more mental space for yourself. So great. And I and Julia would also say that what starts to happen is little miracles start to creep up onto the page once all that clutter is gone. Once mm-hmm. you have all those monkeys off your back, you little miracles and gems start to appear and that's where you get creative and you can really have fun. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. Uh, we, we talked about working with celebrity dating group. I, I'm still I'm still hung up on that. That's, that's extremely, <laughs> extremely cool. It's, it's great when your worlds collide because I produced him on the Marilyn Dennis show. Then I went to work for him. And then I started working at ET Canada and I had the opportunity to then bring him on that show. So it was like our worlds just kept colliding in this really cool way. So many. You <laughs> both were producers on the Marilyn Dennis show and that, and you worked together. Was it fun to work together? You, oh, you love we, that? We at one point sat beside each other. <laughs> yes. That's yes. so fun. That's so, I can I totally see it. Like good energy. Right it's very it nice is. energy. You offer online courses on your website. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect to achieve from these courses and what are they called? And what is yeah. your website? Yeah. SharonStokes.ca is my website. Uh, and the online course that I have on there right now is called The Year of Me. And that was inspired by a year that I had for myself called The Year of Sharon. Hashtag The Year of Sharon because I posted about it and shared my journey on social media. And it was right after I got out of a long-term seven-year relationship. And I realized that I was in this place of not really knowing who I was anymore. Who am I just as Sharon, as a single person? What do I want? What does life look like now that I'm 
solo. And so I went on this journey of realizing um, that there was all these parts of myself that I didn't realize existed or that I buried for so long. So I allowed myself to say yes to so many opportunities and things that popped up. And I started to realize that I loved all these different adventures and traveling and opportunities. And I never really would have known that unless I had the opportunity and gave myself permission to say yes in the first place. So, so smart. Eh? We're, uh, we were just talking about this last night mm-hmm. at a dinner. Say yes to everything. Actually, my yeah. sister-in-law, Bonnie, <laughs> thanks, Bonnie, said say yes to everything. Yeah. You can't go wrong when you say yes. But another um, common denominator between both of you, um, Sharon and Heidi, is that you were vulnerable. Right. You're, you've been mm-hmm. vulnerable in your writings. And I think that mm-hmm. people respond to that because you're just mm-hmm. being real. You're being authentic and and people can really relate to that, which is so amazing. And we're, we're getting a lot of calls. Should I'm just going to ask Duncan here because the calls have been ringing and ringing. No, not at the moment. OK, <laughs> OK. Um, you've written for many publications like The Huffington Post, Bustle, Eat This, Not That, Fashion Magazine. But I, as I just said, you've been very vulnerable and open on social media. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things did you share with your followers and what was the reaction? Yeah. So, so on Facebook and Instagram, um, I've always been someone who I like to practice what I preach. And I feel like I don't want to just put things out there, tell people to think a certain way, give them quotes that, that don't really mean or resonate with me at all, unless it comes from my heart. So for me, it was important to be open and vulnerable because I feel like that's, that's just my truth. And I feel like it's helped so many other people feel less alone in their lives and the response that I get from a lot of things I share. Cause it's scary for me too. I'm, I'm writing these stories. I'm like, Oh gosh, I don't know what people are going to think. I don't know how they're going to respond, but <laughs> here I go. And sometimes like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. Um, but then I get these beautiful messages back and cause you never know how it's going to land with someone or how it's going to relate to them. And, and it realized, it helps me realize it made me feel less alone as well. So it was this nice exchange between me and whoever is on the other end of it. What is your best advice for people to be more positive? I know you've mentioned a lot of different things, but if you had to just sort of say Mm. it in in a sentence or less, what would be your best advice for how to help people be be more positive in their everyday lives? I would say you have to you have to first realize when you're not being positive and then you have to decide if you want to be more positive. Right. Because it's really up to you at the end of the day if you want to make that change or if you want to live in that negative hole in that, that you're negative, living in. Which is so not good. Your yeah. ultimate dream at one time was to become an actress and attend Juilliard in New York City. In oh fact, you attended gosh. a performing arts high school <laughs> in grade you 12 <laughs> and you, you majored in drama and you say you felt excited to be pursuing oh. your passion. Did that dream evolve in any way? And what would your dream job be right now? Oh, my goodness. Whole oh, hard-hitting question. question, Judy. So, yeah. So, um, when I was younger, acting was definitely my my everything. It's what I wanted to do. Um but as you know, it's it's a challenging industry definitely to get into. And then I fell into television. So in a way, I'm kind of on the other side of it. But ultimately, I would love to host my own uh, TV show, talk show. That would be it's gonna my happen. ultimate It's going to happen. <laughs> and will you come back on my show when it happens? Will I be one of your oh first gosh, gigs? All right. We're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. What is bliss for Heidi Allen? Uh, bliss for me is um, it's actually just making a difference in someone else's life. You know that whole saying, people, you know, won't necessarily remember what you did, who you were, what it was, but they're definitely going to remember how you made them feel. That, that's it for me. It's like, I just, it's just, I just want to make a difference. I really do. And I think you do. And what is your biggest positivity take home for people? My biggest positivity (laughs) take home for people is honest to God. Uh, 
listen, the universe is like a magic genie. That's the way I look at it. So whatever you put out there, your thoughts, your words, your actions, it's from the secret. It is. So true. It's a magic genie. Literally, if you say it's the worst day of your life, the magic genie will say to you, your (laughs) wish is my command. command. (laughs) But if you want the best then make it the best. Seriously, that's it. So beautiful. I love that. simple. How can people connect with you and get in touch with you, Heidi Allen? PositivePeoplearmy.com. You can find me on social media, Heidi Allen. And of course, the the Facebook group, that's the big thing. (laughs) And yes, Stories Finding Your Wings. wings. It's on Amazon. And again, Sharon, how can people get in touch with you? Oh no, first I'm going to ask you about your bliss because we're about about to go, but (laughs) tell me about your bliss. Bliss, Sheer bliss. I think it's just finding your joy and it could be the simplest of things, finding the joy in that coffee you're having first thing in the morning. And it's being content in those moments and not needing more, wanting more, but just being where you are in that moment. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what's the best way to contact you? Uh, so my website, SharonStokes.ca. Uh, you can get all my contact details on there. And then I'm on Instagram as well, Sharon.Stokes. Perfect. That's so, And that's S-T-O-K-E-S. That's yes, wonderful. I want to thank all of my wonderful guests for being here today. Heidi Allen, founder and president of the Positive People Army and author of Stories, colon, Finding Your Wings, and life fulfillment coach and producer at ET Canada, Sharon Stokes. Thank you both so much for being here. It really was delightful. And I would love you to come back. And I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that one. <laughs> and uh, I also want to thank the producer, Phyllis Newman, production coordinator, Siobhan Kiley, intern, Haley Allegia, technical producer, Duncan. Duncan Briggs, and a new technical producer who's working here today, Carlo. I hope I'm saying this. I'm going to call him Carlo today, and I'm going to get the last name right next time. And everyone here at Zoomer, very quickly about an exciting contest that we're holding. Finding Your Bliss is running a contest with Hub Inc. So Hub Inc. stands for Heighten Your Business, and it's a Canadian national women's organization, which creates a roadmap for female entrepreneurs to succeed. Hub Inc. is holding an amazing power Summit, which will take place on May 7th. It's a day to really enhance your business by interacting with powerful experts from the world of business, social media, PR, entertainment, and branding. And the contest is valid for Hub Inc. members only. So it's not a big deal. Become a member. In order to become one, you just join Hub Inc. at www.hubinc.com. And to enter the contest, just follow these steps. Register by January 28th, tag two friends on hubinc.ca on Instagram, and also follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and at hubinc.ca. And for more information, you can also go to our online magazine, findingyourbliss.com. And uh, you can read all about the contest details right there as well on our Instagram page at the Bliss Minute. So what's the what's the prize for all of this? Well, one lucky Hub Inc. member will join the founder and director Mary Morissuti on a Finding Your Bliss episode to discuss their business. And as an added bonus, the winner will also get a chance to have their article featured in our Finding Your Bliss magazine. The winner will be announced on January 28th. As always, we're going to take a little breather now. And close out the show with a meditation. If you are driving, please pull over and turn off your ignition, sit back and enjoy. And this meditation is called loving kindness and (laughs) self-compassion. Sit in a comfortable position or lie back and gently close your eyes. Take in a few deep breaths to settle into your body and into the present moment and breathe out letting it all go. Put a hand on your heart for a moment as a reminder to be kind to yourself and locate your breathing where you feel it most easily, 
Feel how your breath moves in your body. And when your attention wanders, gently feel the movement of your breath once again. And after a few moments, start to notice the physical sensations of stress that you might be holding onto in your body. Perhaps it's in your neck or jaw or even your forehead or belly. And notice if you're holding any emotions such as worry about the future or uneasiness about the past. And understand that every human body bears stress and worry throughout their day. Now offer yourself more love and kindness because of what you're holding in your body right now. And say the following phrases to yourself softly and gently. May I be safe. May I be peaceful. May I be kind to myself. May I accept myself as I am. And when you notice that your mind has has wandered, just come back to the breath and just go slow. If you're ever overwhelmed with emotion, you can always return to your breathing. You can also name the emotion or find it in the physical body and soften that area. Finally, take in a nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth, whatever feels more comfortable. And once again, a deep, beautiful cleansing breath right in through your nose and then out through your nose or mouth, letting it all go. And then just rest, sit quietly in your own body and acknowledge yourself for taking this time for self-care and compassion. Gently open your eyes, stretch and yawn, smile and have a wonderful afternoon. For all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrack, reminding you all to practice positive thinking and take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.